Hello, and welcome to the second episode of our brand new podcast series, Force Material. My name is Cameron McDonald from the content team here at Leaders in Sport. In this series, we'll be exploring some of the many stories at the intersection of sport, entertainment, lifestyle, and culture. This podcast is brought to you by Force in association with our founding partners, Constellation Brands and Nielsen, and in collaboration with our sister companies, Sport Techie and Sports Business Journal. Force is a collection of social and content experiences for leaders seeking to explore the growing intersection between those four pillars and create opportunities to align and collaborate. Our pilot event experience took place with a select group of executives from sport and entertainment back in May, but it's set to become an annual fixture every year, with our big launch to take place in May 2023 in New York. If you'd like to find out more, please visit our website at www.4-se.com, that's for the number, or follow the Leaders in Sport LinkedIn page for updates. We'll have more details for you soon. In this episode of the Force Material podcast, we, along with some expert contributors, will be doing a deep dive about the significance of celebrity appearances at sporting events, why they show up, why we like to see them, and even whether they're an asset or a distraction. So let's get started. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Now we are outside of Staples Center and the BTS Army. They've been camped out for a few days to see the biggest K-pop sensation of all time live on stage. When the world's biggest bands go on tour, only the most dedicated of fans that have spent all night camping out get that coveted front row spot. In the fashion world, the caliber of the celebrities making up your front row is an indicator of how elite your brand is. And even the sporting world has its own front row status symbol in the form of courtside seats. Bugs. Hey, Mike. Stay out of trouble. I was born in the 90s, and ever since Space Jam hit the silver screen in my youth, basketball has carved out a special niche in pop culture, even for those of us here in the UK. Growing up, players like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James epitomized cool, even outside of sports whilst the likes of Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal popularized an informal clubhouse-style feel to the basketball fandom, where everyone's welcome to join and muse on anything from the game to a player's off-the-court dress sense. What'd you say? I said LeBron's the greatest player of all time. After Jordan. Whether your touch point is Steph Curry getting buckets or Tristan Thompson dating a Kardashian, basketball is always finding its way to the top of our feeds. But it wasn't always this way. In the 1970s, the NBA was struggling to find an audience, with the games being shown on a tape delay. Of course, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird's arrival to the scene, and the rivalry that followed, was a huge factor in transforming the NBA. But another large factor, one that has carried its success over the ensuing decades, is the franchise's cool factor. After Michael Jordan came on the scene, and Air Jordans began to appear both on and off the court in the mid-80s, the basketball aesthetic, notably shoes, socks and jerseys, began to take off. I think we're going to be here a while. I suggest you go get a Big Mac. Basketball players have taken endorsement deal after endorsement deal, 
becoming the faces of everything from fashion houses to soft drinks, banks, and even condom companies. And on top of all that, the front row became flooded with celebrities, from Jay-Z to Kate Middleton and Jonah Hill to Barack Obama. Chris Rock, hanging out with David Spade. With David Spade? He's trying to talk to Kobe. He's trying to talk to Kobe Bryant. We at Force Material sought to investigate what it is that draws celebrities, and by extension, their fans, so strongly to these seats of these games. To help us take a deep dive into this topic, we enlisted the help of three experts. First, we spoke to Michael Laurie. My name is Mike Laurie. I'm the Senior Manager of Sport Operations with Getty Images. I've been with Getty about 16 years. Um, and when it comes to the NBA, I line up our coverage for an event for all games, basically handling credential requests with the teams, and then basically telling our photographers what we're there to get. Getty are the image partners of the NBA, and so work to capture the highlights of the game, not just for the media to use to accompany their headlines, but also to capture the most appealing aspects of a live event to bring fans as close as possible to that experience. We're there to capture that stuff in real time and to the world and kind of represent it, show you the peak moments and something to hold on to to remember it by. We also spoke to Michelle Kajiwara, Senior Vice President of Premium Business and Events at Crypto.com Arena at AEG. My name is Michelle Kajiwara and I've been at now Crypto.com Arena for 19 years and I oversee all of our premium assets there. So that's suites, seats, tables and lounges, hospitality areas, and it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. The name change has begun at what once was the Staples Center. That's right. The Staples signage is now gone and the Crypto.com Arena signage is going up. The Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as the Staples Center, is a multi-purpose arena in Los Angeles and home to the LA Lakers, Clippers, Sparks and more. LA is arguably the city most associated with entertainment and showbiz and the Crypto.com Arena is one of its most recognizable buildings. Well, it's probably one of the most iconic buildings in downtown and the way our company has been able to create this blueprint for having content, restaurants, activity, uh, and other complementary venues around the building has really been replicated the world over and keeps our space super dynamic and a lot of foot traffic. And we're well over 200 events annually, which creates a really unique uh, environment for us to be able to entertain and create experiences for people that hopefully last a lifetime. And one of the key aspects that has come to so enhance the experience of the basketball fans who come to watch the game is the celebrity sightings along that coveted courtside row. For that reason, we also spoke to Dr. Donna Rockwell, a clinical psychologist, celebrity expert, and founder of Already Famous, Embracing Inner Celebrity. My name is Dr. Donna Rockwell. I'm a clinical psychologist. My first career was I was in the media. I was one of the founding members of CNN in 1980 in the Washington Bureau. And I've been around famous people. We need celebrities because we need heroes in our life. So we look to people outside of ourselves to say, who has the qualities that I would like to emulate that's why we are attracted to celebrities, because we need people to model ourselves after. But what is it about basketball that appeals to these celebrities? What makes it such an ideal sport for rubbernecking? And more than that, what do we have to gain by seeing these celebrities? What do these celebrities have to gain by being seen by us? Why are we so interested in who's on the front row? And what is the extent of a celebrity's pulling power to these events? 
Megan Thee Stallion, you're a freestyle rapper. Have you got any rap for us today on Formula One? <laughs> I have no rap today, I'm sorry. Now, just to be clear, basketball isn't the only sport that draws a celebrity crowd. As we recently saw at Wimbledon and at the Miami Grand Prix, pretty much every sport has its fair share of famous faces dotted amongst the crowd. When you look at the Super Bowl and you look at the celebrities that are there because of who's performing and because of who's playing and because it's a singular event that's eclipsing a much larger audience, I do believe that you'll get a lot more viewership, obviously. But I do see F1, everybody has a very, very high level of security and celebrities that show up for it because as these sports grow in popularity as brands and as consumers pay more money, the stakes get a little bit higher. I do believe in that way, it draws more people out to, to want to be a part of the action. And if you're wondering why Tom Cruise is there, he was actually a guest of Lewis's at the Grand Prix. But, as Michael from Getty will explain, there's a notable reason as to why celebrity attendees of basketball events draw so much more attention, both from fans and from photographers. With NBA, if you're there, you're most likely going to be able to see the person there. With something like F1, odds of you as a fan being there, you you probably aren't going to see Tom Cruise. But yeah, that's one of the things that I think makes the basketball so much more sought after because of that intimacy and you know you kind of know you're going to be a part of it. Oh, look who's here. The mother of dragons from Game of Thrones. Welcome to So what is it about going to a basketball game that makes it feel so intimate? Well, the answer, as Michelle from AEG told us, is fairly straightforward. There's also this incredible intimacy in an arena that you maybe don't get in a larger stadium where people have an opportunity to see you and possibly walk by you. And in that way, I do believe that uh, it creates an environment unlike anything else. The biggest basketball game, the NBA Finals, that's still going to get played in a 16 to 18,000 person arena, which in the grand scheme of sports is not that big. I mean, we cover the FIFA World Cup Final, that usually has 100,000 people there. So even in the worst seat in an NBA arena, it's still pretty close. You can still see a lot of what's going on and be really close and in there and feel that interaction with the players. And it isn't just the players chatting amongst themselves that you might be in earshot of. You'll also see courtside celebrities chatting to each other, and to the players. You'll really get to see the game's biggest A-list fans as they put their heart and soul in supporting their teams. You'll see LeBron at a timeout pop over to the sidelines and start chatting with Jay-Z front row. I think some people who say you're a, a rabid Knicks fan, when you go to that game, you could be looking forward to just seeing your team. You also might be just super excited to see Spike Lee sitting there. He's going to be at almost every game. I love the Knicks. Those are my guys. I grew up with Willis Reed, Red Holtzman, Dick Barnett. Those are my guys. Seeing a big name, someone that you've long admired, sharing in your joys and your sorrows as you both support your favorite team is undoubtedly a thrill for fans. And I think at this point we've established that it significantly enhances the sports fans' experience. I think celebrities play a huge role. If you could see how many, including my mom, who's been a Lakers season seat holder, brings binoculars sometimes just to see who's around the court in addition to who's actually playing. But how much reach does a celebrity attending a game actually have? More than just enhancing the fan experience, 
do celebrities have the potential to bring new fans to the sport? We asked psychologist Donna Rockwell about how much of a pull famous faces can be. Would we want to go to a sporting event just to see who's in the crowd? Potentially. Celebrities that I interviewed for my research said that one of the most interesting things about being a celebrity is that you are now a member of an exclusive club of celebrities. And all celebrities are in this exclusive club, but not anyone else. So when a fan goes to a sporting event, there are times where they could go simply to be there with the other people in the audience so they can be part of this happening, so they can rub shoulders with a celebrity in what's called reflected glory. If I'm sitting in the audience and I'm two rows away from Spike Lee, I have reflected glory because I'm in the same section as Spike Lee. At number nine, Sir Paul McCartney, he just wants a t-shirt. He just wants a t-shirt. He gets one, one comes up. So this sense of esteem that comes with the feeling that you're rubbing shoulders with the rich and famous is one motivating factor for attending a sports game, even if you aren't overly invested in the game itself. But as more snaps of celebrities at basketball games dominate tabloid pages, it gives the sport exposure for an audience that it wouldn't necessarily have thought to target. Michael from Getty elaborated on this crossover. We have one of our most used NBA photos back in 2018 was actually of Kylie Jenner, courtside with Travis Scott at a Rockets game. And it was near the top of our list, one of our most used images. It was everywhere. And we actually had a similar experience with when Adele started dating Rich Paul. They hadn't appeared publicly until the All-Star game. And that was one of our most used images from All-Star Weekend. That story got legs and it started popping up all over and we got a lot of crossover between the sport and the entertainment world. Hello Adele and Rich Paul. The superstar singer and sports agent were spotted cuddling up at the NBA All-Star Game. In fact, Michelle from AEG and Dr. Donna go one step further in examining the overlap between celebrity and influencer. And that's using the word influencer in the literal sense, not just in the 21st century job title sense. It is such a big factor of LA specifically because it's such an entertainment mecca. With that brings followers, influencers, and everybody else to the game that create more fans that maybe aren't showing up for just the sport, but because it's now the place to be seen. And I do believe that with social media and everything else at our disposal, there is sort of that FOMO, which we love. And so people use that very strategically. And I do see that that's kind of helped create more fans because eventually you might actually enjoy what you're watching. Perhaps if we see that one of our favorite celebrities is a tennis player, we may want to go out and play tennis so we can feel like we're emulating them. So we create an image or an archetype and we start to inhabit the qualities of that archetype. So yes, we are moved to do the things that highlight the reward center of our brain. See, that's what's really going on. When we see a celebrity or when we are partaking in an event or an activity that our favorite celebrity might have, our reward center in our brain is stimulated. And it says to us, ooh, this feels really good. I want to do this again. Clearly, these famous faces hold a lot of power. The power to make a fan's day, but also to make sports fans of the uninitiated. But why do they have this power? 
Why do we so yearn to see a celebrity in the flesh when we can see millions of photos of them with a few taps on our screen? And if the celebrities help to draw fans to the game, what is it about attending the game that draws the celebrities? We'll explore all this and more after the break. It's overwhelming neurologically. said the headlines and everyone knew they meant the American film star with the famous shape and the wiggly walk. London Airport was all keyed up for Marilyn's arrival. She was met by Sir Lawrence Olivier and his wife Vivian Lee. Whether it was the Greek philosophers or the Roman gladiators, going all the way through to the silent movie stars and then the golden age of Hollywood, it's hard to think of a time where the general public weren't fascinated by the celebrity, in whatever form said celebrity takes. In the past few decades, traditional mainstream media, such as newspapers and television shows, have collided with new technology and social media, along with the rise of reality television in the noughties through to now. This collision has catapulted celebrity culture to new heights. But in the modern world, one where you can simply follow your favourite celebrities on Twitter or Instagram, what's the appeal about seeing a celebrity in person? When we are so inundated with celebrity imagery, how is there still such a demand to see them in the flesh? Dr Donna Rockwell broke down the science behind this. We are human beings and we have a brain and our brain responds to incoming stimuli. So we have seen an image over and over and over again, let's say Beyonce. We have Beyonce's image burned into the rods and cones of our optic nerve. Then we're out on the street in New York and lo and behold, standing in front of us is Beyonce. And instead of just saying, oh, there's Beyonce, our entire central nervous system goes into overload, like there's Beyonce. And what happens is our brain lights up. So we've got neurons flying like crazy amongst our rods and our cones and our brain and our optic nerve, sending it to our amygdala, which gets all excited because, wow, here is this person in the flesh. That's why we get so excited. It's not because it's oh so great. It's because we are neurologically activated in our brain receptors to light up. So that helps us to better understand what regular people get out of these celebrity sightings. But what about the celebrities themselves? What do they have to gain from attending these events? Well, for one, the exposure isn't just for the game, it's also for them, and specifically for their brand. So somebody that's sitting on the court and they have their bag, their shoe, their look, their the whole outfit can be very intentionally curated to support uh, certain brands, or it could just be what that's their style. And so that's all indirect and direct messaging around things and brands that they support as well. And so I think you're seeing more than just a celebrity, you're seeing an embodiment of all of the things that sort of make up who they are and how they want to step out when they come to a sporting event. And everybody sort of takes notice. And when you see it in social media and in publications afterwards, that is what everybody is using for the who wore it best and how do I find it? How do I create that look? And so it is a little bit of a runway as much as it is just a 
passive participant in a sporting event. And I do believe uh, that that all carries a lot of weight. If there's anyone who can pull off wearing a robe to a basketball game, it's Beyonce. B sat courtside for an NBA All-Star game in a tropical embroidered Gucci kimono. And of course, celebrities get to enjoy the privileges of the VIP experience. I'll speak to you specifically around premium and what I do is everything is on a multi-year contract. And because it is premium, you have private entrances, you have clubs that are exclusive to your membership, and you have opportunities that other people don't have because your membership is broader than just a ticket to a game. So it's not a singular one-time scenario. This is something that is built out into an experience and a membership and creates more opportunity that isn't just specific to what's happening in the building. There's so many venues now that are competing for the same dollars, and it is important to be able to set ourselves apart and understand what people are looking for and how to create those moments uh, where after the event, people are still talking about how cool it was to be in the chairman's room, how cool it was to be in the Lexus club or what have you. And so the offerings and the details and the luxury element of it are all so important. And who gets to go there is something that is very intentional for most clubs and organizations now as it does become way more competitive. So a lot of time is spent on that and a lot of money is paid to get into certain rooms. The smaller it is, the less tickets there are, the more exclusive it becomes, the higher the price point. And you can see that people are willing to pay a lot of money to get that kind of access. So yes, there are multiple things a celebrity can get out of attending a game. It's a status symbol, it's an opportunity for self-promotion, and it can be a great and luxurious experience. But the main reason celebrities attend these games is probably the most simple reason conceivable. Michael from Getty Images tells us more. Say you're growing up a sports fan and you think to yourself, man, it would be cool to go sit that close, be that close to the team I'm a fan of. If you gain that level of celebrity, they're like, hey, yeah, we'd love to have you. Why don't you come sit right here and then talk to them? I think that's the benefit. You kind of get to live out some some childhood dreams. At least that's how I would approach it if, if suddenly I found myself sitting there. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's the benefit they get is is just being a part being that close of a part of it and kind of becoming a part of the game in a sense. Number three, Rihanna, game one of the 2017 finals. She made it clear she was cheering for LeBron. Bows to him, throws up the rock symbol. Whatever their reason for attending the game, celebrities are indisputably a draw for both fans and non-fans alike. So should this bother longtime fans? Does the celebrity coverage somewhat cheapen the experience? Or should we treat this as the more exposure, the better? I hate to say, but it's kind of both. There are people who are there because they want to see the celebrities and they could care very little about the game. There's other people there who don't care about the celebrities. They're just there to see the team that they support. For us, it's all about capturing that moment. It's capturing the peak moments, capturing the action, getting the major storylines out to the world. And yes, if a major celebrity attends, that might be the big storyline from that game, but that's, in most cases, not going to be our primary goal of, of sending someone there. When it comes to celebrity front row imagery, most of that is going to be happening during timeouts. It's going to be happening 
right at halftime. It's going to be happening during a stoppage. Like there's somebody going to the foul line and not shooting yet. That's when our photographers are getting those moments. They aren't not looking at the action so they can focus on that. So the idea of it being cheapened, I don't personally feel that that's the case because I think as a fan, when you're there or when you're watching on TV, it's kind of a choosing your own level of involvement. Whether you're actually there for the entertainment or you're there to see the people that are going to be there, I think it all is a confluence of interest and energy that at the end of the day still puts butts in seats still makes us uh, a destination for more than just a traditional sports fan. And in that, I feel we have a very dynamic environment for a lot of people. So we've delved into the world of celebrity courtside seats. We've spoken about what celebrities you might spot there and why it makes you feel happy to spot them. We've spoken about the VIP experience and why they might want to attend. And I think it's key to nail home that the reason for attending is, more often than not, for the love of the sport. I always was a sports fan, but working on the entertainment side, and I always saw kind of a, a dichotomy between fashion week and sports, and especially NBA front row. Some people go to a fashion show because they want to see who's in the front row and they could care less about who's walking the runway. Other people are only there to see what this designer has done and could care less about who's sitting front row. And then most people, I think, they want to experience all of that. Michelle from AEG was quite the opposite of Michael in that she didn't necessarily grow up as a sports fan or come from any sports background but she found herself getting drawn into the industry that inspires so much passion across the world. I do just enjoy sport because of the sheer energy and competition and because it delivers something that is usually unexpected or at least has some element of the unknown that keeps you hanging on by the seat of your pants as a fan because there's just no guarantees. Anything can happen at any time. And I think that's what's really cool about sports is you just never know when you're gonna witness greatness or you're gonna witness a moment of just absolute self-destruction. And that is what it's all about. And that's what viewers want is something that is compelling to see at the highest levels. You see people sort of at their best. It's the end of the day, they've left their office, they've left their home, they're bringing their kids, their family, their coworkers there to just kind of lose themselves for a little bit in the energy of being around other people that are cheering for the same thing that you are, for the most part. Maybe you're like Michael was, and you're a sports fan first, and the celebrity and entertainment aspect is secondary. Or maybe you're like Michelle, who wasn't always drawn to sport, but got taken in by the thrill and excitement of the sports industry. But either way, now you're along for the ride. So does it really matter if the celebrity chicken or the basketball egg came first? You've been listening to Force Material, the podcast investigating the way in which sport meets entertainment, lifestyle, and culture. Thank you so much to our guests this episode, Michael Laurie, Michelle Kajiwara, and Dr. Donna Rockwell. And please join us next time as we and some new guests explore another story.